Happy Sabbath, everyone. I feel like I haven't been to this church for so long. <laughs> so, um, today's communion, obviously, and so Drew was requested that I sing this song. For some reason, I feel like I maybe have sang it before, so if I did, well, sorry, <laughs> but we'll go for it. We'll try to play it at least. <laughs> Fifty years ago today, she gave her only child away to live a life easy to regret years went by how time has flown her days are mostly spent alone daring to remember hoping to forget this is my this is my body broken for you for all you bear and all that you've been through this is my
This is my body broken for you. For all you've been and all that you've been through. This is my blood, and when you've reached the end, I offer you again the body and blood. This is my staying up for a second. Jada was going to read, but she's a little shy. So our scripture verse today is Luke 22, 15 and 16. Luke 22, 15 and 16. Then he said to them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. If I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for your participation in the service thus far. It's so good to be back. We had a, had a wonderful series in Rapids. Many of you came. Thank you all so much for your support uh, in coming to the series. Uh, it was a wonderful series, and God is working through it. There's quite a few people that have transitioned and are doing Bible studies now as a result of the series. But it's just the time, I think, in Earth's history, God is really... Um, I don't know, there's just people coming in off the street all over the place that are looking for what does the Bible say about the world that we're living in, and so um, it's, a, it's an amazing time. There's a lot of growth happening there, and uh, it's just wonderful to be a part of it. But it's, it's so great to be back in Marshfield. It's been a number of weeks since we've been here, and uh, we're, uh, this is our communion Sabbath. Uh, one of our communion Sabbaths in the year, and so we're celebrating that today. Let's go ahead and um, pray together and get into our, our sermon. It's a shorter sermon because we have lots to fit in today, so um, trying to keep it to about 10 or so minutes. Kind Father in heaven, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your many blessings. And Lord, as we come together today on this Sabbath morning and we are remembering your great sacrifice for us. We're remembering uh, all that you've done for us through your sacrifice on the cross. Please, Lord Jesus, just um, 
give us a fresh understanding. And Lord, we just pray that we would all rededicate ourselves to you uh, in our time here today. We thank you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In Remembrance of Me is the title of the sermon. There's been many things that Christians have done throughout the centuries um, as memorials to, we think of their symbols, their things that we have created throughout, you know, our couple thousand years of existence. Um, I think of the cross. It's a symbol of Christ's suffering and shame, but it's also a symbol of victory. It's a symbol of our redemption. It's a symbol of the defeat of the snake. It's a symbol of our salvation. And so it's, it's become a symbol in Christianity as a victory symbol. Uh, it's a, a, a memorial in a way. It's, uh, there's another symbol that, there's many symbols there's another one, you think of the fish, that Christian is associated with Christianity, and it's, it was adopted early on. It's actually a pagan symbol, um, but it was adopted by Christians early on as kind of a means of underground communication. Uh, Jesus taught us or commanded us to be fishers of men, and so it was associated with Jesus, and it was also something that early Christians could do to be under the radar. It was a symbol that already existed, but they kind of adopted it and they would put it over meeting places or things to, um, they would put it over meeting places and things to be a symbol of this is a safe place for Christians to meet because in that time in the Roman Empire, uh, they were being persecuted and killed for their faith. And so um, it was adopted, and it was a symbol of Christianity. It became popular. And we still see it today on people's cars. Jesus fed thousands of people with fish, and um, it became a symbol of Christianity. In both of these instances, I'm not condemning the symbol for what they are or what they became, but um, we don't worship the symbol. You know, we don't worship the cross. We don't, we don't use it. We, we know that God specifically forbade us to worship things that we create. Uh, it's in the, the second commandment, um, not to, to worship, not to bow down, make a graven image and worship it. So we don't worship the thing. But Christians have largely adopted these things. There's other symbols, you know, that that Christianity has created in memorial of Jesus and his resurrection, we think of, of uh, also along with another pagan symbol, is the, uh, the day of worship. It was transferred at some point in Christianity. And it was an effort, a political effort, to combine the worship of the Christians and the worship of the pagan world around them. They worshiped the sun on Sunday, the first day of the week, and it was an effort to combine the two uh, a political move by Constantine long ago. And um, there's, there's many different things, memorials, that people have created through the centuries. Um,
I want to insert a story here, but I don't think I'll have time. So whenever something is instituted as a form of worship that God did not institute is where we have problems. Whenever something is instituted in a way that we are worshiping God through that thing, um, that's when we have issues. Um, and so this transferal of the, the memorial of the resurrection of Jesus is obviously something that came later, and it's not in adherence with the scriptures. So we want to be careful of those things. <clears throat> the thing that Jesus instituted or gave us in memorial of him is this supper, is this this communion supper. I'm sorry, Jada. Um, and so I am, so this communion supper <clears throat> is what Jesus instituted to be a memorial of his, his death and resurrection. This is what he gave as a memorial to be a, to, to remind us of his sacrifice and to remind us of his second coming. Um, <clears throat> According to Luke chapter 22 and verse 19, if you want to turn with me in your Bibles there, 22 we read in 15, 16, and also in 19. <clears throat> if you want to turn with me, let's read there. Verse 19, he says, And he took the bread, he gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We read in 15 and 16 that he had shared the broken body, his broken body, and his blood as a memorial. This is going to be what you're going to do as a continual remembrance of me, of my sacrifice. And also, he told us in 16... He says, for I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. So he's pointing us forward to the resurrection. So if there is forward to the final resurrection, forward to his coming kingdom. And so this is what Jesus gave us in remembrance of his resurrection. It wasn't to be a new holy day or anything like that. If Jesus instituted anything for us to to continue on in memory of his sacrifice, of his resurrection, and of the future resurrection of his coming kingdom, it's this, it's this service. It's this communion service. And so there's, this is what Jesus gave us in that way. He didn't institute anything else in his uh, a transference of a holy day. We don't see that in his life and in his ministry. We see him very much adhering to what the commandments are that were already existed. Uh, from creation, handed down. That's what we see Jesus following and walking according to. Jesus didn't ever tell us at any point in time to be creative, uh, come up with your own uh, form or following of this thing. Don't create a new Sabbath day. Um, When the Creator says something is holy, we can't change what is holy. We are human beings. Um, When when God was laying out the sanctuary service for Moses and he was outlining the process of salvation, how much input did he allow Moses to have? How much did Moses have? 
Zero. Because we're the guilty, condemned party. We don't get to dictate the terms or, or the outline of the agreement or the covenant. We are the condemned, guilty party. God never just said, oh yeah, you just go ahead and you figure this out over here and I'll worry about my thing. No, God outlined everything and he handed it down to us. So it's not for us to come up with and say, oh, we're going to do this in our form of worship. We're going to transfer the the holy day to a new day, a new resurrection day. Um, This is what Jesus gave us to be the memory or the commemoration of his death his burial, the future resurrection, the future home of the righteous, we find that in this, in this communion service in Luke chapter 22, but also other places in the Gospels. <clears throat> Jesus gave this supper, the communion service, as a reminder of his death, his resurrection, his coming kingdom, the coming resurrection. It reminds us of his broken body, the blood of the covenant, how an innocent party who had never sinned would give his life for the guilty race, and how he would ultimately take on the penalty, the second death, upon himself. We receive this broken body when we accept Jesus as our Savior. And when we receive this, it's like when we receive the bread, when we receive this, think of it I think Jesus wanted it to be this example, this way, because when you ingest something, it goes, it t- your body takes the energy from that food and it becomes a part of every cell in your body. You become whatever it is that you eat. And so it energizes your body. And so when we are taking Jesus, when we're accepting him as our Savior, he is to then infiltrate and be a part of every aspect of our lives. And so when we accept him, this this communion service is just the physical representation of the spiritual life that has already happened it's just it's this the physical representation of us receiving jesus as our savior and that's something that happens on a spiritual level something that this is the physical representation or the physical um yeah representation of what has already happened spiritually in our lives and he is to enter every area of our lives. He is to impact and transform every area of our lives. He's the word of God, and the word is what transforms us. It's what get, is a guide in our life and helps us to know the right way. In, our, in the Seventh-day Adventist Church, we practice open communion, meaning if you've accepted and received Jesus as your Savior, then we, uh, we allow, you don't have to be a member here to participate in communion, okay? And so we practice open communion, meaning if you have received Jesus as your Savior, you're, you're very much encouraged and allowed to participate. Uh, when it comes to young children, I, I don't discourage it, but I want parents to make sure they're, they're guiding their children in what this service means, why we do what we do. So I don't forbid it, but I want parents to be very much involved in helping the children to understand. And please use your discretion. A three-year-old is probably only after bread and juice. Um, But if they're six, seven, eight, nine years old and they have not been baptized, but they're cognizant, they're able to understand the concepts, then I don't forbid that idea as long as the parents are involved in helping them to understand we also, because Jesus instituted in the Last Supper the foot washing service, he says, if I've washed your feet, you are also ought to wash one another's feet, okay? 
And it's a representation, it's a mini baptism in a way. We've already been baptized, but as we go about life's way, we pick up uh, dirt along the way. They were obviously, this is a sandal wearing society, and they pick up dirt along the way, they would wash their feet. And that dirt represents just the, the, you know, the, the errors that we make, the sins that we make. And this is a, a miniature baptism in a way in which we're going through that cleansing process. And it's interesting that Jesus wants us to do it to each other because I think that that is part of the, the aspect of Christianity that we are our brother's keeper. We are looking out for one another. We are bearing one another's burdens. Uh, Paul says in... Um, In Galatians chapter 6, he says, If anyone is overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, restore such a one, okay, who has been overtaken in a fault. And so we are to watch out and take care of each other and to restore. And I believe that that is this, what Jesus is, one aspect of what Jesus is teaching us in this foot washing ceremony, that we are to look out and take care of one another. Um, so we are now going to break out for the foot washing aspect, and we will do that, and then we'll come back and partake in the communion. Um, there are two, three rooms. There's two rooms in the fellowship hall where we usually eat our lunch. Um, that is divided in half for men and women, and then across the hallway is designated for families. So if you want to, to uh, your children to participate uh, with you as a family, please um, use that room. It's across the hall from the main area uh, of the fellowship hall where we normally eat. So we will break out for that now. Um, The children, there will be a children's story right now for the children, for those who are not going back with their parents. Um, So we can break out now for that. And we, when we come back, we will have the communion service. As I've already stated in the the service, um, this is a a sacred thing that Jesus gave, and it's been passed down through the generations in Christianity. And um, it's not a, a magical thing; it's a it's a physical representation of a spiritual new birth that has already taken place in your life. And we want um, we want to reflect Jesus in every area of our lives, and. Um, this uh, honoring him this way and the way that he prescribed is another just sign between us and him that we, we walk by faith. We walk by what he prescribed, not by what we prescribe. And um, Jesus, as he was um, preparing and going through this last supper with his disciples, he, he washed the feet of his disciples. He, he um, went through that part of the service and even the one who he knew would betray him. He still showed the love of God to that individual, and he already knew what was going to happen. Um, and it's, it's the same for us, that while we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us. While we were his enemies, he died for the ungodly. And um, so as we uh, participate in this service this morning, just... Remembering all those things, recalling to mind the sacrifice of Jesus for each one of us and his, his love for humanity. The love of God for humanity is what this is a reflection of. Um, we're going to uh, go ahead and distribute our, the bread. We will start with that and um, 
Bob is going to have our prayer for the bread. So let's go ahead and pray, and then we will distribute that. Dear Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit will impress upon us the great sacrifice that you made for on our behalf, and how by choosing to have a relationship with you, we enter into the most incredible relationship ever, and how help us to always remember how deep your love for us is. Amen. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. The Bible says, and he took bread, he gave thanks, and he broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The broken bread represents his broken body, which would be given to us. Uh, Let us eat together. And now Rick is going to have a, a prayer for the juice or the wine. Heavenly Father, as we come to you in this sacred service, we just ask that you would help us to remember the meanings of um, what these things represent as we are about to partake of the juice that represents your blood, which was shed on the cross for us. Um, We want to praise you and thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, um, and his death on the cross that... um, it can provide salvation for us, and um, as we do this in remembrance of that, we ask that your spirit would fill each one here. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Bible says, likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for many. Jesus is... He's a representation of he is the creator, and he wanted all people to be saved. Uh, He said he didn't come to condemn the world, he came to save it. He's the creator of all people. And so this gospel was to go to every nation, every kindred, every tongue, every people group on the planet that their creator saved them and made a way for them. And this represents the sealing of that covenant Um, in his blood, the spotless blood of the Lamb. Let us drink together. These emblems represent our receiving of Jesus as our Savior. And I think it's fitting that he chose something that we actually ingest because it impacts every area of our body. And Jesus wants to impact every area of our lives. He wants to impact us spiritually in every way. He wants to impact us emotionally in every way. Um, He wanted us to have a more abundant life. He said, I'm come that you might have life, eternal life, and that you might have life more abundantly here and now. Um, And so these emblems just represent us taking Jesus, accepting his offer of salvation, and that affecting every area of our lives.
Kind Father in heaven, thank you so much for this opportunity, Lord. And Lord, my favorite part of this service, I think, is that you pointed us not only back to this painful part of your existence, but you pointed us forward to our heavenly home. We long for that day as we see the world and the condition that it's in. We long to be in your kingdom. And Father, I just pray that you would seal our hearts and minds, that you would fill us with your spirit, and that you would help us to live in a way that reflects you and somebody who has a relationship with you. We thank you, and we just pray for your will to be accomplished in our lives, and that you would help us to be a witness in our sphere of influence this week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.